0: Hey guys, what's up and welcome to the official Wrestling Matters podcast. Yes, this is the official podcast for the Wrestling Matters blog. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out at wrestlingmatters5.wordpress.com And if you haven't already, click that follow button down below because we are going to have a lot of fun here today and if you want to receive notifications from whenever we release a new update on one of our podcasts make sure you click that notification bell next to the follow button. Let's kick things off here tonight with the very beginning of Raw when we saw Cody Rhodes getting attacked by Damien Priest leaving him injured but to the surprise, I mean certainly to me, and I'm pretty sure everyone in that stadium felt the same surprise as me when we saw Cody Rhodes come out despite his injury to help Jay Uso in his match. This definitely shows something between Jay and Cody. This later led to a match that has now been officialised for Crown Jewel on November 4th. Senior Money in the Bank versus Cody Rhodes. What an exciting match that is going to be for us WWE fans. It's especially exciting for us in the UK because it's one of the rare events that we do don't have to get up at 1am to watch so if you're in the uk definitely don't miss it november 4th crown Jewel. some incredible matches will be on that night speaking of wwe's crown jewel this brings us on to the incredible fatal five way contract signing we saw on raw last monday we saw All five of these fierce women step into a WWE ring for a contract signing, and as expected, it broke into chaos. Rhea Ripley made very sure to everyone in the contract signing that she was going to get stronger and stronger and stronger until she could be every single one of them. I honestly don't know about you, but I am finding Rhea Ripley very dominant in this part of her career. It could possibly be the most dominant she has ever been. So this match is going to be incredible. Nia Jax managed to beat down every single WWE superstar in the ring at the time, showing her incredible and unique skills. This brought her face to face with Rhea Ripley. But unfortunately, and I was quite disappointed about this, they didn't fight, but at least there will be no spoilers for WWE crown. Guys, I just want you to take into account as we come even closer to Crown Jewel that Nia Jax is the only other female superstar that is competing in the fatal 5-way match that has been a WWE Champion. You know, me personally, I think that Nia Jax is the only person who stands a chance with Rhea Ripley but I think the odds are stacked against her and she could possibly lose her title at Crown Jewel. This does, unfortunately, lead us away from the subject of WWE Crown Jewel. Hopefully we'll revisit it later. I'm pretty sure we will. But right now, let's focus on Kofi Kingston's and Xavier Woods' The New Day's match against Alpha Academy. We saw some incredible athleticism from both men on Monday, but especially from Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. They just about pulled off the win when Xavier Woods managed to do a flip over the ropes, knocking out Chad Gable. Now, of course, this was very important in the New Day's win, as if Chad Gable was not unconscious lying on the floor, he would have been instantly able to run to the ring and break up the pin when Kofi Kingston did a frog splash right onto Otis, securing the win for both men this was perhaps one of the most impressive wins i have ever seen i for one certainly wasn't expecting that it really was a very unusual but lucky win speaking of unusual Backstage after Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, The New Day had won the incredible match against the Alpha Academy. They climbed a ladder telling everyone this was how it felt to be on top. Making sure and making it very clear that everybody knows That the New Day are climbing to the top, not for the first time and not for the last time. They also made sure the reporter knew how it felt to climb to the top by making her climb the ladder. She definitely didn't seem too happy about it, but said it was feeling good to be at the top of the WWE. As the New Day are definitely looking for championship gold, so the judgment day better look out because the New Day definitely aren't the only tag team after victory gold. While we are on the subject of victory gold, We are now moving on to Becky Lynch's incredible match against Indy Harwell. Now, I just want you to remember in this match that Indy Harwell had never actually lost her title. It was, in fact, when she was drafted from Raw, it was forced out of her grasp. But this match on Monday night... Raw proves that she was clearly not worthy for the title. As Becky Lynch had done to so many before her, she secured a victory using her signature finisher, the armbreaker, causing Indy Harwell to tap right out because she was having none of it i never really expected indy harwell to stand a chance against becky lynch because becky lynch has been so dominant in the past couple of years and she has so much experience here in the wwe she is definitely a force to be reckoned with after this incredible match, we saw Zaya Lee attack a clearly very unhappy Candice Lurray. But Candice will have her chance to show who's boss next Monday, as um, the match has now been made official. Candice LeRae will take on Sire Lee. This will definitely be an incredible match, not just for the fans, but for these two competitors because they are both rising stars in the NXT and to fight each other will bring them such amazing experience. Both these superstars clearly have championship gold on their mind. While we're speaking about championship gold, another superstar who has his eye on a belt is Logan Paul. We saw Logan Paul come back to Raw and announcing that he was going to become the United States Champion at WWE Crown Jewel, when he thinks he will beat Rey Mysterio. Logan was only halfway through his speech when he was interrupted by the son of Rey Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio himself came out stating that he had a vision as the only Mysterio with championship gold and that they would rule the WWE together. But when Logan Paul called up his so-called favorite ring announcer, Samantha Arvin to announce him as United States Champion early so he could feel the power running through his veins. She was very reluctant until the WWE Universe gave support to Samantha telling her that she was their favorite ring announcer. So, upon the praise, she made her way to the ring. While Logan Paul anticipated the amazing announcement that was to come, she refused to announce it. But Ricochet could not watch such horrific actions and came and Beard Logan Paul right on his back, completely knocking the wind out of Logan. Ricochet made very clear that he hadn't forgotten the way that Logan Paul had cheated his way to victory at Summer Slam. This does unfortunately bring us to our next match where we saw Chelsea Green and Piper take on Natalia. Now, Natalia did at the beginning have a tag team partner, but she clearly wasn't very reliable as she walked right out of the ring, leaving Natalia to fight all. On her own. But Natalia did give her best effort, and as we all know, Natalia has some insane stamina. She could keep going for years if she needed to. And for a moment, uh, it did look like she could get close to winning championship gold. But unfortunately for Natalia, it wasn't looking so good as nah, Chelsea Green tagged Piper, and she came in being the dominant female superstar she is, completely and utterly destroying Natalia, pinning her for the one, two, three, and retaining their names as dominant female champions that's enough about the tag team champs so let's move on to the unfinished work between the judgment day and drew mcintyre Will he join the judgment day? It's still unsure, especially after we saw Rhea Ripley help Drew McIntyre in his match against Sami Zayn. As Sami Zayn tried to prove that he was still on top and as dominant as ever, Rhea Ripley came in full entrance and all with her championship a bit OTT if you're gonna ask me but that it worked because Sammy Zayn took his eye off the prize and he was instantly taken down by one of Drew McIntyre's devastating claymores. Now I have no idea what you're thinking about this but I really do hope that this partnership doesn't go through because the judgment day is one of the most hated tag teams and drew mcintyre is a really fun loving great wrestler who has such an incredible way with the fans and it would be such a shame to lose him to the dark dominating judgment day but finally here on raw let's talk about the main uh where Jey Uso fought senior money in the bank. It was a great match, and of course, the fans had, were kept their sides but right behind Jey Uso. Damien Priest had no. People come out to help him, which was quite unusual for that man of his manner who cheats in nearly every single match. But of course, this wouldn't be kept up as soon enough Finn Balor was to come out and dominate Jay Uso. But Jay knew how the number games work and knew he must get it back To a one on one. Because if he didn't he would be completely destroyed by the judgement day. So Jey Uso quickly took out Finn Balor. But unfortunately for Jey Uso. While he was taking off Finn Balor. Damian Priest was recovering. And getting ready to completely dominate Jey Uso. Holding him down for the one, two, three, pinfall. But even though Jey Uso lost this match, he surely got his revenge. As an injured Cody Rhodes managed to come out and completely decimate the judgment day nobody can stop Cody Rhodes from doing what he does best not even an injured ankle and for that you just have to respect him now that's a wrap up here from Raw so let's move on to Smackdown Let's start things off at SmackDown at the very beginning where we saw LA Knight and Roman Reigns' championship signing. Words were exchanged and LA Knight managed to get under Roman Reigns' skin, mentioning how in only one year he was getting a championship opportunity to main event a premium live event. So of course, Roman being Roman, got into a rage and brutally attacked LA Knight. But of course, L.A. Knight was quick to fight back, leaving Roman Reigns in pain on the floor. But of course, one of Roman's minions had to come. So here came Jimmy Uso to the rescue, hoping to take down L.A. Knight before he could do any further damage to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But unfortunately, his attempts were useless and got him put through the table in which the signing was meant to take place. What a moment and what a way to kick SmackDown off. Definitely memorable. Just like the beginning of Raw, contract signings are always a great place to start off a match. Next, we saw John Cena come out and make a bold statement that was very unlike the new John Cena we've been seeing, who's all about motivation, having fun, doing interviews, being guest referees, and overall just having a great time. But this John Cena came out making it very clear and even promising to win the match. At the very beginning, he stated that to him, this was more than just a must-see event, but also a must-win event. Of course, until Paul Heyman, definitely a party pooper here, came out and... And made sure that John Cena knew that he was no longer the best in the ring anymore as Roman Reigns had proved at SummerSlam. But... He was still the best with a microphone. And as long as he could pick up a microphone and talk to the crowd, he would be the greatest wrestler in history. But then, of course, this joy and comments from Paul Heyman... Didn't last long as he quickly moved to a darker side. Explaining to John Cena just how Solo Seeker would take away John Cena's voice at WWE crown jaw. Using his devastating spike. Let's move on to SmackDown's newest edition, Kevin Owens, where he said that he could punch Grayson Waller and Austin Theory all at the same time with one fist. After getting in an argument with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory and being left, taken away by security kevin owens came running back to the sign of the the scene of the crime and punched them both in the face with one hand what a hilarious and spectacular moment that was for kevin owens What a return that must have been. And to be back on the blue brand, which in my slightly biased opinion, I think is better than Raw. Because overall it just holds more superstars with greater talent. But of course in Raw there are some insane talents like Drew McIntyre, Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods. There's so many, but SmackDown just has them all. But this encounter with Austin Theory and Grayson Waller has now led to a match next Friday. Grayson Waller, sorry, Austin Theory versus Kevin Owens. That's definitely going to be an interesting match for the WWE Universe. Later that night on an interview with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens reminded us of that incredible catch phase. One punch, one fist, two faces, which he hopes will now become a t-shirt. In the interview, Kevin Owens was clearly very excited for his coming up match on SmackDown with Austin Theory, saying that he's going to definitely punch them a couple more times Drop a powerbomb in there, do a suplex off the top rope, and definitely, 100%, gonna give out a stunner. Initially, the match was supposed to be Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar versus Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, the LWO versus the Street Profits. But Carlito stepped in for Mysterio. While Mysterio still had a close eye on the match backstage on quite an impressive screen, he was attacked by Logan Paul. So Santos Escobar sent Carlito backstage to help and make sure that Rey Mysterio was all right. Santos started out doing extremely and surprisingly well in the two-on-one handicap match. But of course, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins got the upper hand when Santos Escobar forgot or didn't realise that Ford had been tagged. Out and Angelo Dawkins was now legal. Legal, so out of nowhere, M- M- Angelo Dawkins hoisted Santos Escobar up, and Montez Ford got the opportunity to perform their finisher, pinning him down and securing a victory. It's less than a week till Crown Jewel and Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio are going to be battling it out at WWE Crown Jewel. So this attack must have been expected from Mysterio but unfortunately he turned his back at just the wrong time. Logan Paul is extremely cocky going into this following match and thinks that he can beat not only a Hall of Famer but take championship gold away from him too will his cockiness help motivate him or bring him down the ladder making him think that he doesn't have to prepare because he is just the most amazing person that has ever lived we'll find out at crown jaw on november the 4th now let's move on to the incredible and absolutely amazing return of Bianca Belair, who came back expressing her excitement. But not only is she excited to be back in the WWE SmackDown, but she is also A woman on a mission. She has her eyes set on championship gold and claims that she has been working harder than ever to get in the best shape of her life. So when it comes down to a championship match, do I think she will get one? Yes, I do. She is such a high level person. Performer, and she definitely deserves a chance. But if it does happen, will she win the title? Now, I'm pretty sure she will, as, I mean, no offence to Io Sky, I was there at Money in the Bank, and I'm pretty sure that that Money in the Bank was quite a bit of luck. And I do see her as an up-and-coming star, but she's not quite ready for a main event just yet, like Bianca Belair is. So I do think that Bianca Belair will top this match easily. Bianca Belair has also now announced that she will be challenging Io Sky at WWE Crown Jewel in under a week. The damage control seemed fairly confident on an interview claiming that it was Io's era. Now, as I said earlier, I honestly don't think Io's era is going to last too long. Unfortunately for Io, I'm pretty, pretty sure that she's not going to retain her title. Now, as Halloween comes up, it only makes sense to have Shotzi wrestle. So Shotzi fought uh, Chelsea Green. Sorry about that. Shotzi fought Chelsea Green and both superstars showed incredible athleticism, both making incredible moves and all-round creating an incredible match. Chelsea lost it just barely when one of her pins was counted and she was rolled over and the ref counted to three, and the match was over. It really was quite a nice match. I honestly wasn't expecting it from these two of them, but they showed some incredible confidence and athleticism, and definitely backed up their reputation and ability to be one of the best superstars in the business. Shotzi was telling us how amazing she felt after her incredible win and how she wanted more and more and was looking for a title belt around her waist. When Piper and Chelsea Green showed up saying that her win was just lucky. And when Chelsea Green suggested a title match with Shotzi and a friend, Piper pointed out that Shotzi had no friends, leaving Shotzi to run off, assumingly to go find a friend. Alright, guys. Thanks for watching but I'm afraid that's going to have to be a wrap up. That's all we have today and remember don't forget to hit that follow button. It really does mean something to me and I'm only young and just getting started with my podcasts so please it would be really appreciated. Don't forget to come back next time for more because wrestling matters. Thanks a lot. See you next time.